Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Moses Hall. Thanks for being on the show, Moses. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, pleasure to have you. Moses specializes in commercial investment property acquisitions and commercial real estate dispositions. In January of 2019, Moses launched Mohawk Commercial and Urban Development, where his focus is redevelopment through commercial real estate and investment properties. Through collaborative efforts, his ultimate goal is to revitalize communities and build wealth through real estate on the south side of Chicago. Moses, welcome to the show. Tell us a little about your focus in commercial real estate right now. And I'd love to hear a little more about just your goal, uh, you know, building wealth and through the south side of Chicago and what your plans are there. Yeah. So as I kind of briefly mentioned to you, I'm originally from New York City. I was born in the Bronx, raised in Jamaica, Queens. And growing up, I seen the transformation, New York City and how communities were transformed through the development and add-ons of different commercial real estate projects. Prime example, in Manhattan, there's a neighborhood called Harlem. And back in the 80s, Harlem was run down. It was built with drugs, abandoned brownstones. It was falling apart. At one point, they had a program where they were giving away these brownstones for a dollar. And now, 30 years later, those same brownstones that they were giving away are now worth over a million dollars. You can't even get into Harlem now. The real estate is on fire in that particular area. And so moving to Chicago, I see the same transformation. There is a neighborhood called Bronzeville, and it has that historic feel where there's a lot of musical talent and painters. And over the years, it went to ruins and abandoned. And now gradually, It is building back up. And I want to be a part of that same movement in terms of building up neighborhoods. And that's kind of my mission in Chicago. I realized that commercial real estate has a direct impact on how a community improves. And even though Chicago gets a negative rap and PR about certain things, I believe it's a beautiful city and has a lot of potential. And a lot of investors do look here because of the returns that you can get in this market. So, you know, one of my passions and goals is revitalizing underserved communities, providing necessary services in those communities. And I see the ability to do that through commercial real estate, whether it's affordable housing, whether it's retail, putting a grocery store in a particular neighborhood, whether it's industrial, we're able to have shipping opportunities like Amazon is located in our South Side neighborhood. So just different opportunities to develop these communities. No doubt about it. Commercial real estate plays such a big role. Where the buying experience to where most live, right? It's such a big deal in how, how communities function. And so it's, it's interesting to have somebody like yourself who's thinking long-term about those things in a community that seriously needs some help, but you see potential there. I think that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur. 
as well is seeing things that others don't and being able to go in and say, hey, you know, let's do something about it, right? And so love that. Well, tell me a little bit about your, I know you have some skills around how you've grown your business and how you have scaled, how you're getting your name out there. And I think some of that's going to be very useful to the listeners around even the way you're using social media to whether it's just grow your business or gain leads or deals. Let's hop into that because I know the listeners are trying to learn and do some of the same stuff. Yeah. You know, I absolutely love the platform LinkedIn. It is a free platform it's really good for business to business use for a commercial real estate practitioner like myself. Typically an ideal client is another business owner. And the reason I love LinkedIn is because you can post something. And if one person interacts with your post, then your post shows up on everyone else's timeline in that person's friends list. So you don't even have to be connected to people and people can still see your posts. And the reason that's amazing is because you have such a further reach. So if you have a developer in your network that engages with your post, then everybody in that developer network sees your post. And how does that generate to leads? You know, if I just closed on this phenomenal multifamily deal and everyone's like, Oh my God, how did you find that deal? How did you get that cap rate? How did you, man, I start getting a flood of inquiries in my inbox saying, Hey man, I saw that deal that you just closed on. Please put me on your email list. When you have more deals like that, that's exactly what I'm looking for. And now I literally build a contact list of people that I wasn't even connected with. They just saw it because what will happen is let's just say, you know, Whitney, you like my posts, right? Now everybody in your network likes my posts and it shows up on their feed. And then people that I was not even connected with now sees my posts. And then I start getting inboxes and friend connections. And then they ask me to put them on their email list. So now I'm building an email contact list. So now if I get any listings, sometimes I don't even have to necessarily go to market. I can literally just hit my email list and make deals just that way. I want to back up there a little bit because like the, one of the most important things in the very beginning of that was like getting people to engage, right? Like they need to engage. So now all of a sudden your posts are being shown to other people. How do you get people to engage? I think you have to understand your audience. You have to provide value. That's the most important thing. Even if you have services that you sell, but if you offer a freebie, even if they don't immediately reach out to you, they're watching. If you provide market information, or anything, depending on what your field is. You want to brand yourself as that expert. Once you brand yourself as an expert, if someone has a need, they'll come to you for a solution. And so that's kind of how you get people to engage is when you provide information, when you provide good content, you have to know your audience. You have to know who you're connected to, what is valuable to them. And once they kind of see the value, then they'll engage. And then even if they don't necessarily always hit the like button, it shows up on their feed. And sometimes you'll be amazed how many people are watching you and never engage until you see them out in an event. And they're like, oh my God, I just saw you. That's phenomenal. Congratulations. You're like, oh, I didn't even know you were watching me. So I think the most important part is coming up with understanding your audience and creating valuable content. With that valuable content, people will naturally engage because it's intriguing to them. If you put market information, if you put tidbits, if you're offering, if your timeline is a group of investors and you're putting up amazing properties with great returns 
and you're saying, oh my God, you know, you invest in this, there's better returns than the stock market, then naturally people are going to kind of engage in that. And like I said, it's different for every platform. You have to understand the platform that you're on. What we're speaking of is more LinkedIn, which is business to business. If you're on Instagram, Facebook, that's a different audience typically that you have to engage with and kind of tell the content to that and the, the algorithms are a little bit different on those platforms. And so you just have to understand each platform. The biggest thing is understanding your audience. Once you understand your audience, that's how you get more engagement. Yeah, there is numerous things there you said that's so important. I mean, number one, understanding your audience. It's so important. But you even mentioned earlier, like ultimately they'll call you when they have the need, right? Like not everyone really needs your service right now, but by staying in front of them, by staying consistent, right? And staying in front of them, eventually they may need your service and that's when they're going to call you or that's when they're going to think of you because you've been in front of them all that time. I think it's so important. And you also mentioned like not everyone, I've seen it for years now. It's like, they do watch your videos, they do listen or maybe even follow you, but they may never hit the like button. They may never comment. And it's all of a sudden, two years later, they're like, oh, I've been watching you forever. And I'm like, I've never even heard of you, <laughs> you know? And so it's just great. You know, you just talk about being consistent. I think one of the big just mindset issues that most have is just, where does the content come from? They're like, well, Moses, what am I going to talk about? I don't have enough to talk about on social media or what am I going to say, you know, and how do you come up or create content that's going to be valuable and, you know, really connect with people? Well, so that's a great, a phenomenal question. And what I tell people, you have to understand the platform and understand how to use the platform. And so for platforms like Instagram and Facebook, sometimes they limit your reach on business posts. Like sometimes if you're posting about real estate or that business opportunity, I feel like there's keywords that they see and they limit your reach. But if you share that you have a birthday coming up, or if you share that you're on vacation, you took this cool trip out of the country, sometimes that post, that's what people really engage with. And then that shows up on their feed. And as a byproduct of them seeing you on this cool vacation, they may see the other posts about real estate and like, oh, he's a real estate expert or he's an investor or he's this. So you have to understand the platform. So when you ask about what content do I post, I think you just, one, you kind of diversify the content. Sometimes you may have to add a little personal touch, whether it's a wedding anniversary, whether it's a family vacation. And then you also blend in your business posts. Like I say, it really depends on the platform. This is more so geared towards like Facebook, Instagram. You know, like you said, if you, if you post a cool picture for some reason, Instagram or Facebook, they will, you know, show your post on everyone's feed. If you post a lot of business stuff, sometimes they're a limit. And so sometimes entrepreneurs like myself can get frustrated, like, oh, I posted about my business. I'm not getting support. But on the back end, uh, certain platforms want you to pay for that exposure. So you just have to learn how to kind of use these platforms for free and kind of mix the content of personal and business. Like I said, LinkedIn is just geared towards more business professionals. So you kind of geared towards that content, but you just kind of post your everyday dealings, whether it's with a client, whether it's a showing, whether it's investment property you're looking at, just kind of just pretty much be authentic. I think that's the, the biggest part of social media. Be yourself and people will tune in. I think people want to connect with you, whether it's in business, whether it's in personal, people want to have that connection. So that's kind of how you create your content. Do you have any goals for how often you post or is it daily? Is it weekly? Is it how many times a month or anything like that? 
So I try not to overload. Like I said, I know everyone has a different strategy and method. What I like to do is I like to post one post and that reaches the masses. And so I may not post more than twice a week. And I know some people post daily. You just have to know your audience. You have to know, you know, just kind of how to work things. Because it's like if most of your audience is in bed by, you know, 9 p.m., it doesn't make sense to post after them because, you know, they won't engage with it. But if you have a certain audience that's going to be up at midnight, you know, it's okay maybe to post at 10 o'clock. So you just have to know your audience. I know for me, I'd rather just make one post that garnishes a large engagement. So one of my recent posts, you know, uh, one of the beautiful things about Chicago, we have what we call summertime shy. It is one of the best times of the seasons where we have festivals, we have concerts, there's all different types of things to do. And one of the things I like to do is take my boat out on Lake Michigan and have a great time there. And so I made a post that we're, you know, coming upon summertime shy. And just over over that post, I received almost 500 likes, you know, on Facebook, you know. And so that's type of content. But as a byproduct, because you can see when people kind of hit your profiles and like that, I can see all the profile views that I got. And so people can see that, oh, he's in real estate, he's in this and he's in that. And so you just got to learn how to kind of create content, you know. And so I'd rather make that one post for the week that engages over 500 people than make a single post every day that may only get 25, 30 likes. So you just have to kind of know what your audience is and how they engage and that'll determine how how many times to post. There's really no one right way to do it. Sure. It's just really tailored to your audience. Are you wondering how to build trust between you and your investors? The InvestNext portal houses everything you need to raise capital online, deliver professional reporting, process distributions, and more. When booking a demo at investnext.com, enter promo code Whitney for 15% off your first three months. It's almost trial and error for a long time, it seems. And how do you arrange your schedule for monitoring feedback or comments? Or do you have like, just anytime somebody comments, you're trying to get right back to them? Or is it like these times a day, I'm trying to monitor and make sure I'm not missing anything? So I break it up. So what I do is, as soon as people start commenting and messaging me, I respond immediately. And then after a few comments, I take a chill back. And the reason I do that is, if you ever notice, I'm pretty sure you've scrolled on social media before and you just see a random picture come up in your feed from like 2010. You're like, wait, why is this picture of him in my feed from 2010? And what you'll notice is someone recently commented on that picture from 2010 and just randomly shows up in your feed. And then you're thinking like, wait, well, how did this happen? And so the reason I mentioned that point is sometimes I will break it up. I will answer comments immediately and then I'll wait a day or two and then I'll go back and respond and it'll refresh in everyone's feed again and so that one post that I've made is almost kind of like it's showing up every day in everyone's feed. Okay now I don't know that I've heard anybody talk about that before it's like save some of those comments right or to reply to like don't get to all of them right away maybe wait till the next day so it boosts back up in their in their feed again and other people's feeds as more comments are happening that's a great point. Yeah, so like if I made a post on Monday, it can still be going 
if I re-comment on Friday. So now I made one post and now I've expanded that post for like five days and it's showing up in everyone's feed. Cause like you said, maybe, maybe I posted Monday evening and then I re- reply back to everybody Friday morning. So it might be a different audience, the people that maybe are going to work, you know, in the Friday morning versus those that were already sleep Friday, I mean, Monday night. So you can attack two different, you know, audiences just by making one post. Is LinkedIn your like go-to social media or do you try to do numerous or? Yeah, LinkedIn is kind of my go-to for business-to-business interaction. I use Facebook, Instagram for more brand building. And like I said, because I, you know, I'm connected with a lot of peers and family and friends. And so, like I said, you have to understand your audience. And so I more so use those platforms for brand awareness and brand building. And then I use LinkedIn to execute more actual business transactions and sales. Okay. No, that makes complete sense. I know we focused on a few, but there's so many more now. It's like, I don't know if I can handle like trying to get on all of them, you know? Right. The latest craze is TikTok. And I'm just kind of getting into that lane as well. And the reason I love TikTok is because you can build a following so quickly by putting up cool tips. You know, I know people go viral just from, you know, if you're doing a home project and they show kind of the time elapse of them putting up maybe a new, you know, door or something. And people just love watching those cool type of videos. And then, like you said, maybe on Instagram, they may only have 150 followers, but then they get on TikTok, they have over 10,000 followers. So, you know, like you said, all these new platforms are coming left and right. And it's definitely changing our society. Moses, what's really the hardest part for you right now in the commercial real estate business and maybe even specific to Chicago or just growing your commercial real estate business there? Or what are some challenges that you're having to deal with, maybe because of the current market or anything else? Well, one of the challenges right now is just the cost of lumber and labor. So if if you're doing what we call it in real estate, a value add project where you're acquiring a property and uh, maybe multifamily, and maybe it's a little bit under-rented. But if you come in there and do some, you know, capital improvements, it can raise the value, raise the rents. And sometimes now you have to kind of budget for those material increases. Like right now I'm looking at a multifamily deal and my investor, you know, he wanted to come in there and kind of do a buy and hold strategy, but we're looking at the construction costs and the numbers are not really adding up at this point because the cost of lumber has just gone extremely high labor cost. There's just a shortage of laborers. And so that right now is a challenge kind of in the field right now is just making sure those numbers make sense if you have any construction costs. So I think that's across the board that everyone is seeing. We're seeing the you know inflation happen right now in the marketplace. We see gas prices are crazy. I know in certain markets, there's a gas shortage and people are going crazy. So that's one of the struggles right now is just when you're looking at deals and you have a construction component to it, making sure those numbers are still making sense, even with the increase in construction costs. On that same note, do you have any predictions just for the real estate markets here over the next six to 12 months? I do see that there is going to be a lift in the national eviction ban. So from a landlord perspective, we are seeing some relief coming. Also, 
I know here in the state of Illinois, they have just released rental assistance programs that you tenant can get up to $25,000 in old rent and future rents. So I think right now our economy is being stimulated. I do believe even with inflation, I know people are really watching that. I think we'll be okay right now, the six to 12 months. I know people are waiting for us to do a major dip again, but I doubt that we'll have like a 2008 crash because of a lot of the checks and balances that were put in place. So I do see a recovery mold. I know right now the residential market is on fire right now. I mean, you can't even, (laughs) there's not enough inventory. And I think Like I said, back to the construction costs, I know a lot of builders are now putting clauses in their contract to, if lumber goes over a certain price point, the buyer has to pay for that difference. So we definitely do need to replace our housing inventory stock. Industrial has been holding on pretty strong. Retail, even though it's been struggling, but I think those that have pivoted, have you know been able to hold on pretty well. And now most states and cities are opening back up. I know here in Chicago, they plan to fully be open by the 4th of July. So that will get businesses back to moving. So I think we're making a, a U-shaped recovery. And I think the next six to 12 months, we should be okay. I don't see a lot of banks doing a lot of foreclosures. Right now, they've been working with homeowners and landlords right now. So, And then now that evictions are being lifted, I think there's going to be a mass <laughs> exodus of those tenants that haven't been paying. Do you have any daily habits that you were disciplined about that have helped you achieve success? You know what? I had to learn in my career to carve out time for myself. You know, I know in the entrepreneur social media world, we glamorize working 24-7. We glamorize I sleep when I'm dead. But I think health is wealth. And, you know, what I try to do for myself daily is carve out time for myself and turn off my phone and just make time for myself. So I think that's very important as entrepreneurs, as small business owners and business owners across the board is that we make time for ourselves and that we don't forget to carve out that personal time and still have fun. We can grow our businesses, but make sure you have some time for yourselves. Very well said. I could not agree more. We do glamorize. Oh, I only sleep two hours a day. I work so hard, right? You know, but what I've learned and it's still learning, you know, it's like that time of, I was reading a book recently called Thinking Time, right? It's so important, like just to be able to shut everything off and just have thinking time. It's so crucial. And I've seen it happen in the past, but haven't really called it that. But it's so important. What about the number one thing that's contributed to your success? Relationships. I think that's important. It's one thing to network, but it's another thing to build that rapport and that relationship. Sometimes you don't realize your name is in rooms that you haven't even entered in because of that relationship that you've built with someone. Someone's advocating on your behalf that you don't even know about because of that relationship you've built. And so I have to contribute my success to the relationships that I've built over the years. I don't think I've ever heard it said like that as far as like you're in a room somewhere, your name is in a room somewhere, you're not even there. And you may never be there, but because of the relationship, I think that's a really neat way to think about that and be strategic about those relationships. It's so important. Could not agree more. How do you like to give back, Moses? So I definitely like to volunteer my time with certain organizations. And so through those organizations, you know, I work with the Boys and Girls Club. I also talk to high school students about getting into the real estate, not just real estate, but commercial real estate. You know, I don't think it's really talked about 
you know, at the high school level about opportunities to explore commercial real estate as a career. And, you know, one of the things I wish I learned is I wish people talked to me about how to build business credit. I didn't know business credit existed. I didn't know, you know, things like that. So I like to give back to communities. I've even gone to juvenile detention centers and talk to those that are having a little hard time in life and expose them to different things. So that's how I like to give back. I like to go into the community. I like to talk to the kids. I like to give back. I like to go to the schools. So that's how I spend my time giving back to the community is really exposing people to opportunities within real estate and teaching them different sectors that they can get into and the opportunities of success that is unlimited. That's awesome, Moses. I think it goes right along with your goal to revitalize, you know, communities and even specific places in the south side of Chicago. I love your purpose there and just, you know, being focused on even thinking about this specific market and the place that you want to add that value and just really the impact, you know, and focusing on that as an entrepreneur. Even just giving back today and helping us think through how you use social media and LinkedIn specifically. Some great tips there, even holding some of the comments until the next. It's something that simple, right? Can help, you know, grow things, especially over time when you're consistent, understanding your audience and, you know, you're creating that content and thinking about how often you're posting all those things. You know, Moses, thank you for your time, just your transparency. How can the listeners get in touch with you and learn more about you? You can follow me on all social media platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram at Moses Hall, M O S E S. H-A-L-L. And I'm across all platforms. It's easy to reach out to me and I'll definitely answer your messages and questions in a timely manner. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.